0: Hey, New Life, Uh, I am Greg, and we get to dive into God's Word again this morning, and uh, what a joy to do that during this season. Um, I'm gonna share with you as we dive into God's Word a little bit about regret, and I'm gonna start by telling a story. So when I was finishing my eighth grade year, uh, that was uh, junior high for me, and I was going into ninth grade, which was high school, my math teacher sat us down and gave a close-of-the-year pep talk, and he essentially said, as you go into high school next year, what I want to commission you to do is go in and live life so that you have no regrets. He said so many people, they, they want to go to a dance, but they're afraid, so they don't ask anybody, or they, they want to do choir, but they're, they're afraid because their group of friends think that's not cool, so they don't do it, or they want to try out for football, and, and, and they don't do it because they, they don't think they're good enough to make the team. He said trying and failing is okay. Do not Look back on your high school career. Say, I just wish I had did this. Don't do it. He said, live life without regrets. And it was just this short little pep talk to close out my eighth grade year. I've never forgotten it. It was so rich and has become a meaningful part of my own life. And uh, we dive into God's Word. Jesus was tried before the Sanhedrin on Thursday night. That's the passage that Ann in did a devotion, great one, yesterday morning. And he's tried before the Sanhedrin. Then he is, um, uh, you know, beaten within a context. And then he is tried before Pilate. And so he, he's in the midst of his second trial, um, It's early morning on Friday, and he's standing before Pilate. And Pilate, Pilate realizes this is an innocent man. He's not asking the same questions the Sanhedrin asked. He's asking, are you calling yourself a king? That's what he's asking. And he discerns that this is an innocent man, and what is he going to do? And he, he 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 draws out of a, a custom to say, well, the, the people um, can choose to set one prisoner free on this day, because it's the Passover. And so... Uh, He comes up with this scheme to talk to the people, and he does it for a number of reasons. A, he doesn't think Jesus is guilty. And B, his wife comes to him, says, I've been troubled all night long in a dream. Have nothing to do with this man. Have nothing to do with this man. So he really wants to wash his hands of this and somehow release Jesus. So he tries to pit the people of Israel against the leaders of Israel. And he he, he he reinvents this custom and he comes out before the people and he says, you can have one person go free. And I've got two prisoners here. I've got Jesus and I've got Barabbas. And Barabbas is a notorious criminal. Everyone knows that. And, and Pilate is just assuming the people are going to choose Jesus over Barabbas. There's kind of a neat twist in what's going on. Barabbas... Uh, in in Hebrew is actually son of a father. Bar is son, like bar mitzvah, son, and and Abba is father. So it's bar Abba or bar Abbas, son of a father. So you have a son of a father against the son of God. Who are you going to choose? He assumes the people will choose the son of God and set him free. But they cry out, they were instigated by... by, uh, the Jewish leaders, and so they, they cry out, we want Barabbas, Barabbas. And Pilate can't believe it. He sits back and he thinks, wait, wait, wait a minute. He actually goes to the people a second time. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who, who do you want me to set free? Barabbas, they cry out, Barabbas. Then he asks, well, what, what do you want me to do with, with this Jesus? And they say, crucify him, crucify him. All the way through, Pilate 's wanting to let Jesus go, but he doesn't find he doesn 't find the gumption inside himself to stand up and make a decision he's He 's constantly uh, watching the politics of it of not getting the leaders against him, not getting the people against them, not getting Rome against him. how can he seek peace here and so all the way through he 's trying to let Jesus go. But the people cry out, They want Barabbas, they want Barabbas. And so at the very end of the passage, even it says, It says, So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, that there was no way to let Jesus go, but rather that a riot was beginning. He took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And he hands Jesus over to them to be crucified. So Pilate knows that Jesus is innocent, feels a conviction inside his heart that Jesus is innocent, has a wife who's dreamed all night long that you want nothing to do. This is an innocent man. Let him go. Then he tries to let him go. He tries to let him go, but he always does it in such a way that he doesn't just stand up and make a decision. He's in charge. He could have made that decision. I honestly believe that that day comes to a close and in eternity, Pilate has a regret. I knew that Jesus was innocent. I knew we should have let him go. And yet I didn't let him go. And I guess my point for you and for me is that we would live life without regret. Um, Today, you and I know what the good things are we can spend our time on, how to love families and neighbors and love God. We also know the things we can waste time on. And live life without regret. Pour yourself into things that matter. That 10 years from now and 20 years from now and into eternity, you look back and you think, you know what? I stood up because I knew that it was right. And uh, that, I think, is one of the lessons that Pilate and Barabbas teach us. Hope that's meaningful to you. God bless.